Well, hello, Booski. Welcome to the first episode of Applying Pressure, the new and hopefully improved version of the Goddess Nurturer show. Now, before we dive into today's sauce, okay, which as you see by the title, should be pretty interesting, all right? Um, but don't yank it off. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But before we get into that, I just wanted to give a quick introduction to applying pressure. So first of all, my name is Britt Lee. For those of you who have no idea who the heck I am, I'm a love coach and certified hypnotherapist, meaning I spend a lot of time talking about relationships and women's insecurities. And over my last few years of coaching, right, I've recently come to a blinding conclusion around my 31st birthday, kind of. A lot of things happen, you know, a lot of conclusions and epiphanies were had between my 30th and 31st birthdays. And, you know, every single woman from your mom to your Instagram bestie to the homeless woman who passed you by, you know, while you were getting off of your exit, every single woman has a unique story and at least one key lesson to share that can help save another woman, all right? Again, every single woman has a unique story and at least one crucial lesson that can help save and empower another woman. But lessons aren't learned by being perfect all the damn time, nor are they truly appreciated where we are too busy having our shit together and being all politically correct all the time. So the purpose of rebranding the old podcast to become what is now Applying Pressure is to get unapologetically real about the journey of women. Applying Pressure is more of a girl talk style podcast, okay, where we are going to get loose, saucy, and candid over our experiences as women, the ones many of us can share or relate to, all right? We're breaking the ice And we're spilling hot tea on our journeys and the sometimes painful ways in which we have discovered personal power. Stories of lessons learned the hard way and opening up about taboo topics in love, sex, money, motherhood, health, friendship, power, and more. With a little pop culture sprinkled on the side, you know, or on top here and there, okay? So I'll typically have a guest boss goddess on, but today you're just stuck with little old me. (laughs) And um, this seems like a good time to add that this episode and probably most of the Applying Pressure episodes will have some adult language. So be sure to put in headphones or shoo away any kiddos that might be nearby, okay? Because today we're talking about the big D. And you know how people will be like, yeah, we're going to talk about the big D. And the big D stands for determination. (laughs) Because they want you to think something dirty. And then they'll be like, oh, get get your head out of the gutter, you little nasty thing, you. No, no. Mm -mm. The D stands for dick. (laughs) That's what we're going to talk about today. The lack thereof in our case, okay? And other ladies, too right? Having this issue. Did I I say this was my issue? Yeah, this has been my issue on and off 
for a while now. But I know that other ladies are going through it too, which is what kind of gives me the comfortability to talk about this in the first place today. Okay. My husband, his name is Nigel, uh, AKA Bez, AKA Zaddy Cakes. I kind of only call him that one. You might not want to call him that one. I call him that one. <laughs> AKA Nigel Poo. He has a bunch of little names. I'll refer to him as these things here and there if I need to. Anyway, just FYI. But he came home last night from having dinner with a couple of his boys, right? And then he gets all excited telling me about how they, too, have not been slinging the dick to their women lately either. And let me just backtrack for one second and let you know that this is a regular issue for us on and off for the past, like, the past several years, you know, I'm just, uh, it's it's not always been like one way or the other, but just like on and off, it's been an issue for the past few years. Okay. It's hard to come by the sex. The sex is hard to come by. <laughs> like Clorox wipes at the Kroger right now. All right. Or if you don't know what Kroger is, the Safeway, the Giant, the Publix, ain't nobody got no Clorox wipes. Ain't nobody got no hand sanitizer. That's how the sex is sometimes in my marriage, okay? In the Lee house, it is what it is. The point is to get real with you. I'm getting real with you. And he's the problem, okay? Not me. <laughs> now nah, I'm playing, okay? We'll go into why I'm also the problem in a second, but him first. So the issue first started as a result of his really bad sleep apnea that he refused to get treated he had sleep apnea to the point where he was falling asleep at stoplights, on the toilet, in the shower. Seriously, he once fell asleep in the shower and his knees buckled beneath him and he fell and he had no idea what happened. He like woke up and he, well not woke up, yeah, woke up because he was asleep. He woke up and he was like, oh, what happened? And he was all in pain and stuff and that could have been way worse, Okay. It could have been way worse. So the bottom line is, it was bad. It's pretty scary stuff. And so I would beg him, you know, please go to the doctor. And he wouldn't go. Not until his little man stopped working. Mm-hmm. It's so very dude of him, right? But then he started using the CPAP machine. And then things started to pick up, okay? Things started to pick up for a little while, that is until he started getting busier and doing better at work. And a friend suggested to me fairly recently that there may be a correlation between work and sex, as in if one is going really well, then the other has got you struggling because um, she had gone through the same thing. And when Nigel was talking to me about his friends, you know, they were basically saying the same thing. Like, okay, when I was a bum, I was slaying the dick. <laughs> but now that I actually have my shit together and I'm, you know, providing and doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a man, this is a problem. And it's not just a small problem. It's a big problem to the point where one of his friend's wives had left and she came back and they fixed things. But that was the biggest reason why she left. So... I haven't found any research to support that quite yet. Um, that, you know, the more, the better you're doing at work, the less sex a man will be having at home, like, you know, in a committed relationship. If you know of anything like that, please do forward it over to me. But anyway, he found that the same kind of dynamic was happening with his guy friends 
who were also too caught up in their heads about work to be there intimately for their wives, all right? And one of his friends said that recently his wife like completely lost her damn mind. <laughs> she woke up out she woke him up, okay? Woke him up out of his sleep. Grabbing his penis and looking him dead in his eyes like give me my dick. Get up and give it to me now. Get up. <laughs> And I had to laugh because I could feel I could feel it. Like when he was telling me this, I was dying laughing, but I could feel her pain and her rage. And her dude was all freaked out, like, no, stop. <laughs> like the Kevin Hart voice, I'm not ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah, that's how his whole reaction was. Oh, hilarious. And, you know, I would probably be like, stop acting like a little bitch. And get on your job, mofo. Well, no, I wouldn't have said that like to his face directly, but I definitely would have been thinking that. All right. Cause I don't want to disrespect my man, but I would have definitely been thinking all of that. And so this was quite funny to me. I could definitely relate. It's exactly how I feel and how I start acting to some extent when I go far too long without sex. I turn into a crazy person um, it's like a rabid dog or something. Yeah, some wild animal. And I just really stopped caring about how aggressive I am. Like, I'll just boss up on you in a second. Like, what's up? <laughs> what's up? And that only makes him get even more passive and act like a little, you know, wilted flower and just like withdraw even more. And he gets like all scared and stuff. Oh, annoying. Can anybody else relate to this? I hope not, but I, I, I'm sure you can. I say I hope not because it does suck. It sucks, all right? Like, us ladies, we want to feel desired. We want to feel wanted, and this is the opposite of that. We also want to feel like we are not living with our, like, roommates, you know? Like, what makes this situation different from just, like, living with my best friend or my my roommate? Like, nothing, you know? The difference is supposed to be the intimacy. When that's gone, then... All that's left is just like roommates, two people living together. You know, I can laugh with my roommate. I can hug my roommate. We can have a good time kikiing together, you know, like what is what's the difference? <laughs> um, and there are plenty of women who can relate to this. And if you do relate, don't let anybody tell you that this is not a big deal, because I've gotten a couple of those comments before in the past. Uh, not only just from my own experience, but from clients that I've had. And people will try, try to downplay the situation and tell you that it isn't a big deal. And a lot of it, you know, it's because like, for example, you might have a single friend or family member um, or an, even an older family member, right? Who's telling you, oh, that's not a big deal, you know, or that's normal, right? But it's only normal because you accept it as such. You can have and you should have amazing intimacy in your relationships, especially your long-term commitments, your marriages, things that you vow to stick in and be down for long-term and continue to nurture and and be all in on, right? That shouldn't be a problem. People are saying this to you because they're just thinking, okay, well, you're lucky to even have this. You're lucky to even have that. But, you know, their mentality when it comes to settling and their lack mindset and, um, not having right that shouldn't shade 
or color your experience in any way. If you want the best, if you want a certain type of relationship and love, and you want your kids to grow up seeing a certain type of relationship and love, you know, then that is what you want and that is what you deserve and you should have it and you should do what it takes to create it, okay? Don't let anybody tell you that this is not a big deal because it is. And I know people like to downplay sex as being purely base and instinctive when it comes to like, you know, it's just a form of release, right? Who cares? It just It's just sex. But it's so much more than that. And I'm about to tell you why, all right? I can already hear and feel the high libido ladies nodding with me now. So I don't even need to explain this to y'all. But just in case I do, here it goes. The truth is sex is actually a bigger deal for us than it is for them, okay? Sex is a bigger deal for the feminine than it is for the masculine. You heard me right. I know it's a huge myth that men crave sex more than women, but that is just a common misconception. Women actually need sex more than men. Need, I said. Need. Seriously, it is science. The quick and dirty explanation is that the neurotransmitter dopamine lives in the left brain, and it is where your motivation comes from, our motivation. When you check off an item on your to-do list, for example, you get a hit of dopamine, which means you can raise your levels of dopamine yourself. You can raise them. However, serotonin lives in the right brain, and this is often thought of as the female brain because it is more emotional, it's more creative and sensual than the left side. Serotonin is our happy hormone and it's raised externally, externally, okay, by positive feedback from our environment, whether that is work, our partner, our home life, these are the things that that drive serotonin. And serotonin increases dopamine. Therefore, your partner raises your serotonin level in the context of your relationship. And check this out. Men already have 50% more serotonin receptors than women do. Men, again, have 50% more. They have twice as much more than we do when it comes to serotonin receptors. That means women need twice as much love, affection, and good sex. (laughs) Hello, to receive similar levels of happiness as men because we need twice as much serotonin and dopamine. And so in layman's terms, we need twice as much positive feedback from our environment than men in order to drive the same motivation and dopamine activity. Now, I bet many things in your life are just becoming so much clearer at this point. Sex is the most intense raw and intimate way to bond and connect with your partner. Sex gives women the serotonergic burst, right? I said that right? Yeah, serotonergic, yes, burst, that we need to be motivated to show up as the best women that we can be and the best partners we can be. Uh, This might explain just a little bit, just a little bit, 
why women tend to get much crankier and even experience personality changes, which is also a scientific fact when we are sex deprived compared to our guys. So yes, it's it's kind of a big deal, you know? It's just a little bit in a committed relationship for parties who actually want to have a monogamous relationship. That's not everyone, but I know that that is the societal construct, right? That is what we are expected to achieve. That is a point of achievement for a lot of people is to find the one and get married and live happily ever after in a monogamous relationship. We're not even going to get into the fact that marrying for love is only a thing for like the past couple hundred years. Because before that marriage was used so that people could mm, legitimately procreate and identify, and men could identify their kids, okay? We're talking like industrial age stuff right now. So we're not even going to get into that today. We're not even going to touch that. Let's just say if you want your relationship to work, and not only work, but to thrive and not try to like just basically feel like some prison that you're stuck in just because other people said so, right? And not feel like you're torturing yourself to stay committed to someone. Then yeah, you need to work on your sexual relationship and your intimacy for sure. So instead of trying to yank it off, boo, okay, don't do that. Because then you can't use it, woman, okay? I mean, duh. You can't use it if you yank it off. I want you to follow these do's and don'ts, all right? I have a few here that you're just going to keep in mind, you know, just a few suggestions if you can relate to any of this today. First of all, you don't want to emasculate your man. Emasculating mean, you know, disrespecting him, putting him down for whatever he's going through physically. Um, It could be like nagging him, um, bullying him, trying to boss up on him, right? (laughs) Um, Basically like taking his masculine, draining his energy, okay? You don't want to do that. You do want to get to the root of what's going on and do so with compassion, Continue to embody your feminine energy as much as possible. And I know it can be difficult because in these times, um, a man will start to, he might not feel his most confident, right? And so if he's not feeling confident, usually the energy, he will be depleting his own energy. He won't be showing up in his most initiating energy, right? He won't be... um, as action-oriented as before, as manly, quote-unquote, as he would have normally been before. You might be questioning what's going on with him, but you don't want to ask him things like, are you a little bitch or what? No, that's not how we want to approach the situation. <laughs> and I'm saying this because this is stuff that people have told me, all right? I'm, this is just like direct from Thor's mouth. I hear it all the time. I get it. I might feel that way. But I won't say those things because it's very important that we don't disrespect and or emasculate our men. If we do that, we can't be surprised at the reaction that we get. And the response is normally more of the same. Okay, it's only going to make things worse. What you want to do is continue to embody your feminine as much as possible. Being compassionate, 
being receptive, being open to him, hearing him out. Dial back the aggression as much as possible because it's only going to, if you're all the way in your masculine energy and at this point it's probably getting into a little bit of like toxic masculine, right? Where you're being overly aggressive, overly assertive. And that means that he's going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum to balance you out. This is sexual polarity between masculine and feminine. All right. So if you're all the way on side left and you are all in his field, okay, then he's going to get into your field. He's going to go all the way to the right. That's the only way that you can balance that out. And then you're both going to just be stuck here in this energy of um, a stalemate. And where can we move from there? We can't. So don't do that. Try to stay open. Try to go with the flow as much as possible too. Don't wait on him. Don't wait on him, you know. It's easy for us to put all of our needs and other things on other people, but that's called codependency. At the end of the day, it is not his responsibility to make sure you are happy or sexually pleased. Yes, he is your partner. Yes, it is his responsibility as your partner to show up in the best that he can, but possibly he's showing up the best he can, right? This is probably what's happening. And so in this case, you can't be miserable and blame that on him. Most people are doing the best that they can with what they have. So that means you need to take what you have and work it out, boo, all right? Go and explore your own body. That is the do. Do explore your body and fulfill your own needs. Okay, we will be talking more about this next week. Hint, hint. So definitely come check back in with me next week. It's going to be so fun. Three, don't keep your feelings bottled up inside or only talk to your friends about what's going on in your situation. I honestly was just not talking to many friends about it. Maybe your best friend, the person that you trust the most, um, maybe the friend who has been happily married or in a commitment for however long, you know, but just going off and talking to a whole bunch of people about what's going on in your intimate life is never a great idea. Um, if you want to, if you need someone else to talk to, I suggest a therapist, right? Um, even a coach in this area, but not just to be gossiping to your friends, because that's not the point. The point is that you want to come to some type of solution, Okay, and talking it out, even though you do need to vent, talking that out and doing that with multiple people and spreading that energy and spreading your information, which is very personal and it's it's fluid, it's always changing. It's not really the best way to do it, all right? So, and don't bottle up your feelings. What you do want to do is have an open, honest communication with your partner about how this is affecting you, how deep it is for you, all right? You can even use the information I just gave you as to, you know, explain to him, you know, why you might be feeling the way you are and acting the way you are. And um, it's no longer okay to say, all right, yeah, we need to work on this. No, we need to actually work on this. So, what exactly is needed to start moving forward here in this process because I can't take it. You really just need to say the words. You need to sit down with your partner and make it very clear that what it is that you need to talk to him about is important. And so you need him to receive it and to give you honest, open feedback. 
I was just talking to someone yesterday about how important it is to kind of say things clear and, and, and direct as possible because sometimes we'll say things and um, it'll just, we'll put it out there and we know how much weight it has, but they won't, they won't realize it. And so they won't accept it and receive it like that. And then it'll make us feel like they're not listening to us or like they just don't care or they don't look at it the same way that we do or put as much, you know, um, importance on the subject. And none of that might be true. That he might just have something else on his mind in that instance. He might not realize what it is that you're trying to communicate in that time. So say the words, hey, can we talk about this? It's really been on my mind and on my heart. It's important. I really want you to receive what I'm going to say. And I want you to, you know, give me your feedback. Express to me how you feel. Okay. What was that? That was number four. Number five. If he is in his head about it, don't get upset because he's having a rough time loosening up. Okay. If he's in his head, if this is the issue. Do things together that promote relaxation like you might want to give each other a massage share a glass of wine and just talk about other things at first you know get the mood right put on some music making sure you're looking right (laughs) if he's um someone that's been put off by the aggression right okay that means that dial that back be open instead allow things to unfold naturally uh, have your wine. Might want to try some cannabis. I've heard that works well. You know, if you're into it, that helps. Um, Xanax has helped, but I just am not going to just throw out meds for people to start taking. I believe always try the natural options first. But, you know, if you do try those natural options and they're just not working, of course, talk to a doctor and see what they would recommend as far as other methods, Okay. Five, don't just shoot down his ideas to improve the situation because you don't feel the need or the desire to change yourself, all right? This is key because sometimes people will tell us exactly what the problem is, but we'll be so focused on how we feel about it and how we're experiencing that, that we're not open to their experience. If you want to see results and see changes, how can you not be open to someone else's experience? That's pop, that's, that's impossible. And it's not a, a mutually loving, accepting, beneficial relationship. Okay. You do want to accept that it only takes one person to begin changing the dynamics of a relationship. And if he's giving you a lead here, okay, he's giving you like a hint, then that means he's doing his best to be vulnerable with you so that You can then do your best to hear him out and just give it a shot, okay? Um, One thing, for example, that my husband told me is that he wanted me to come on to him more. Now, I feel like (laughs) I do that and I was trying to shift the energy back to having to always be the one that's doing the initiating, right? Being the masculine, that's what I call myself, doing In his mindset, he thinks, well, if you did that, then I could then shift the energy afterwards and take that on and then take charge. All right. So every situation is different. 
everything is worth exploring. Point being, you can't just shoot down his ideas no matter how much you think you've been doing it, all right? So even if that means you trying one more time and then seeing how it works, not not like out of an argument's sake, not because you're trying to prove him wrong, but you give it your best effort. You go in with an open heart, a light heart, an open mind, and you try whatever it is that he suggested, as long as it's something that you're comfortable with. And um, you see where it goes, okay? And then afterwards, you talk about it. This should be open communication, constant open communication. It should be flowing. Nothing you can't talk about. You're in this together. And six, don't think you have to figure it out all on your own. If the problem persists and it gets worse even, see a sex therapist or a doctor There could be other things, you know, there could be urological issues going on. There could be other things at play. Normally, it tends to be um, mental. Um, There are so many sexual taboos and blockages that we all experience and just need to work out of our energy. But if it's not something that you can figure out at home with just the two of you and it's really making your, you know, certain things in your relationship hard more of a struggle than it needs to be, then definitely see someone else. Okay? Sound good? (laughs) All right, my love. I think that is about it for today. It's time for us to wrap up the first installment of Applying Pressure. I hope you enjoyed it, boo. And if so, please do follow the show or subscribe, however that works for the channel that you are viewing this on or listening to it on. Um, however you can stay notified of the new episodes, do it. All right. Also, while we are getting uncensored around women's issues over here at Applying Pressure, we are focusing in on leveling up the mind, body, and spirit, okay, with psycho-spiritual tools and tips on the Goddess Nurturer YouTube channel. So two different lanes, two different loves of mine. But if you're interested in that, um, in using the merge, psycho-spiritual is the merge between the psychological and the spiritual to grow and reach your destiny on your journey, okay? I believe wholeheartedly that both are needed. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a hypnotherapist and I find it in my work, both come up consistently and are needed in order to create the best result, and have true transformation in your life. So that's what we talk about at the Goddess Nurture YouTube channel. So if you like that, if you can dig it, go ahead and subscribe. And um, next week, we will meet here again, okay? And you don't want to miss out because we're linking up with a guest to talk about bringing more sauce into the bedroom. And I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to give too much away. But I promise it's going to be good. And I also promise that every episode is not going to be about sex. I mean, I'm just realizing how I sound right now. It's probably like, oh, she just wants to get on here and talk about sex. And if I was going to do that, then ain't nothing wrong with that. But (laughs) that's not what this show is just about, all right? It just so happened that scheduling worked out that way for these first couple of episodes. So I hope to see you next week, my love. And until then, moi, I love you. 
and have a great week. Bye, goddess.